Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Sisters You Have Value podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Happy Friday, happy Friday. Yes, yes. This podcast was created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and unity. And we strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from one another's experiences, and support each other on their journey. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Sisters You Have Value podcast. If you're a new listener, thank you, thank you for coming on with us. And we pray you come back for more. Please give us a like, share, and follow, and tell a friend about us. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for being on this awesome journey with us. And we pray you continue to come back. We have a great podcast in store this evening. Grab your drink, grab your tea, grab your coffee. You know what we do. And let's get into it. So this has been like a mindful journey series. We just want to be mindful where we've been exploring topics related to personal growth, our well-being, and trying to navigate through the complexities of life. So today we want to dive into um, a topic that I think was so paramount, even in what we've uh, been doing, the power of our words, the power of our thoughts, not knowing what other people have gone through in their lives. So today I titled this podcast, Shame and Guilt, How to Handle It. Shame and Guilt, How to Handle It. So we want to explore the nature of shame and guilt and understand the impact that this have on our lives and try to discuss some strategies, y'all, to effectively handle this thing and overcome these challenging emotions. So every week, you know, I've begun uh, to pray and ask God to give me what's needed to speak on for women um, each week. And, you know, I used to have things lined out. I'm not used to. I have this book uh, that I had written out all of these podcasts that I wanted to talk about, all of these topics that I wanted to explore. But in every time I get ready and I plan for it, um, he always takes me in a different direction. And it took me back to Proverbs 16 and 9 that says, a man plan a man's heart plans his course but the lord determines our steps so i just let god determine my steps so i don't even think about it um just depend on what's going on or what we've experienced in life that i've seen in the lives of others and i always pray even when i'm praying for someone that's when god gives me a word so when we intercede on other people's behalf those are the things that come out and so this topic just happened to be where he led me this week. So we'll begin with uh, defining what shame and guilt are. Shame is the feeling that arises when we believe that our actions, behaviors, our characteristics make us inherently flawed or unworthy as individuals. It is a deeply internalized emotion often accompanied by a sense of humiliation, worthlessness, and a desire to hide or withdraw from others. Now, guilt, on the other hand, is the emotional response we we experience when we believe that we've been violated or that we have violated our own moral or ethical standards. And that stems from a sense of personal responsibility. 
and can motivate us to correct our actions or seek forgiveness. So just remember from the day you were born, you were learning to feel that you were okay or not okay, accepted or not accepted in this world. So your self-esteem was shaped by our daily experiences, y'all, of being praised or criticized, lovingly disciplined or punishment, taken care of or neglected. So a lot of times we don't even realize just the things in our past coming up, depending on the type of childhood that we had, the upbringing that our parents did for us. Those things can develop in us because if they tell us things, then we feel shame and guilt about how they made us feel. So some of these things that we deal with are so deeply rooted in our history that we have not healed from. And and I can take you back further, being haunted by that original sin. In the Bible, nakedness is a source of shame. So the book of Genesis in 2.25 says of Adam and Eve, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. That changed when they rebelled against God's commandment and ate of the tree of knowledge. So from then on, they felt ashamed in each other's presence. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So now the biblical interpretation of nakedness as shameful still deeply informs the social norms and conventions that determine how we deal with human uh, physicality and sexuality. So although our notions of whether, how, where, and in the presence of whom a person may be undressed have changed over the centuries, the shame we feel when we, trans, when we transgress, the norms have still remained. So guilt is a powerful emotion, y'all. It may feel like it's eating at your stomach, that regret holds a foothold in your mind and seems like it won't let go. At times, it's almost unbearable. You try to avoid it, push it out, but it lingers and you feel worse. So the problem is not your guilty feelings, though, y'all. Your guilt is kind of like a medical thermometer, so to speak, that tells you when something is wrong. So this thing can be used as a tool to identify a problem. It occurs when we have done something wrong and you need God's forgiveness. So no matter how much you hide or suppress your guilt, feelings, you're still guilty of doing wrong and you need to deal with the cause of it. So, you know, um, those are the things that we have to learn what these emotions are. We need to learn when these things trigger us in certain ways, how to handle and deal with it. And because we hadn't, you know, delved into root causes, sometimes we treat symptoms and not problems. You know, that alcohol is a symptom, but whatever the problem is that caused you to drink and think you're going to mask it away, that's the problem. So God made this world so some things are morally right and other things are wrong. So when we go against his rules for living, we're guilty of breaking the laws. So he made us with the conscience so that when we do wrong, we know it and can sense it. And this is one of the many attributes that separate us from plants and animals. So even when people are not believers, you still have that moral compass that if you did something wrong to somebody, that's what that is. That's letting you know, hey, that wasn't right. Hey, that didn't feel good for that other person. Hey, did you feel good about what you did? Did you feel good about what you said to me? How did that make you feel? I'm awake. So, you know, why did he make us uh, so we would have those feelings? So 
we will realize our need for him, y'all. When you put your hand on a hot surface, you're you going to feel pain. You know it's hot. You know, you won't touch that stove again because it's hot. So he gives us that to experience that pain so we will move our hand, y'all, so we don't hurt ourselves. So in that way, guilt is similar. It's a type of pain that he gives us even when we do wrong so that we realize what we're doing wrong, but it will hurt us, you know. So the purpose is to drive us away from that sin and help us to realize we need them. So, you know, that's what guilt does. And a lot of people will just delve into that and they'll stay there. But what you don't realize is that's just a trick of the enemy trying to keep you away from what God's best is for your life. A lot of times people feel so guilty that we... um. We, we go off to a thing by ourselves. Then we, we start shunning things. Um, we, we don't want people to see us. We don't people to, want people to know what's really going on in our lives. And, you know, we all have it. So And, and that's the trick to make you feel so downcast, so downtrodden that you don't want to uh, face anybody else, you know. So, But we got to believe as believers, we need forgiveness. But, you know, that's why he died on the cross for us, y'all, to carry that burden, that sin, that guilt, that shame. He bore those sins for us and so that we can have a right to the tree of life. So there's no greater joy, y'all, than knowing that your sins are already forgiven so you can be released from those feelings of guilt and shame. Um, people who grew up in an abusive environment, they get the message easily that they were undeserving, inadequate, inferior. In other words, they should feel ashamed. And over time, those feelings take, man, that can take hold of your self-image and create low self-esteem. And then we wonder why we just fall prey to crazy things and we let people treat us any kind of way. Well, I ain't going to get better. You know, you 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 with some old, old buster that won't even treat you right. And you feel like in your heart that this is all you're deserving of. Nobody else going to want me, so I'm going to stay. I'm going to remain. Oh, the devil is a liar, baby. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are beautiful inside and out. But because of that shame, that guilt that you have internalized for so long, you allow yourself to feel um, what other people think. So you're going to feel like this and then you what people say to you, you know, and you 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 criticism, you know, you feel rejected. And so that's painful. And, and then you that's where that self-contempt and that worthlessness come from. So now researchers did a study um, in the role of biology in the development of shame based low self-esteem. And they focused the attention on the serotonin. And that's that neurotransmitter, that chemical messenger in the brain, which they are exploring the possibility that low levels of serotonin can contribute to submissive behavior leading to that. So the evidence is increasing that serious problems can occur when shame gets deeply woven into your self-image. And you, you got to know, y'all, that shame and guilt are universal. This is a human experience that we all have had. We've all gone through when you were let that little scrawny person growing up, you know, and now you blossom into such a beautiful woman, you know, but back then you didn't feel so, you no, know, so beautiful, you know, so um, that can, you know, they serve as signals, y'all, of personal growth and accountability, but they can also be burdensome on you and detrimental if it's not addressed properly. So we feel shame too when we violate social norms that we believe in. 
So at that moment, you feel humiliated, exposed, and small, and un unable to look people in the eye. You want to just sink it. <laughs> what they say, how they say, Lord, just let the ground open up and just swallow me. And it makes us direct our focus inward. And then we view our entire self-image, y'all, in a negative light. Feelings of guilt, in contrast, result from that action of for which we accept responsibility. But the, and, and we all know that's not true. But again, we also know that that's the trick of the enemy. And women, we are quicker to feel humiliated than men. And adolescents feel shame more intensely than adults do. And so as a result, women and adolescents are more susceptible to the negative effects of shame, such as low self-esteem and depression. And we wonder where those things come from because of the inadequacy that we feel about ourselves. And so remember, y'all, shame is a social emotion triggered by having done something even privately that violates the social norm and perceived expectation. So it conveys, it conveys that message, what is wrong with you? And that can be overly critical, like, what's wrong with me? Why did I do that? Baby, the only difference between you and them, they know about yours and you don't know about theirs. We have all done something that uh, we are ashamed of. We've all done something that, baby, they, if, if, if <laughs> what uh, Danny Lawler say, if you don't want to uh, print it, don't do it. Or is that now, what's his name, John Settle now, uh, in, in The Inquisitor? You know, but we have all done that because of the fact that we're human. And so uh, society and these liars and this this social media can be friend or foe. It's like the devil sometimes make you think that you have to live up to a certain expectation or a certain things. Oh, the devil is a lie. Baby, they can do those selfies and, and, and still in the other sense be about to go jump off a bridge. Don't get it twisted that we can play that role so well, baby, we can hide in masks so well. Oh, we are beautiful maskers. We are beautiful at, hey, how you doing? Hey, girl. But inside, oh, if they find out, Lord, if they find out, you get what I'm saying? So while you looking at somebody else thinking they got it all together, girl, they going through hell on the inside. That's why I used to tell my children, uh, don't envy nobody. You don't know what it take, what it took and what they doing. We don't look inside windows because we don't care what you got going on in your life. I can care less about, you get what I'm saying, about trying to, to, to measure up to you. I'm my own competition. So I'm not ashamed of what I've been through because guess what? If I had not gone through it, we wouldn't be here today. This podcast wouldn't exist because it gives me the right, as I feel, to be able to share, to express, to let people know that it's okay. I've been there. I did that. Girl, I got so many t-shirts in the closet. You think I care about what you think about my life? I don't. I really don't. But I pray God that it can help and touch somebody along the way. So not everybody who experiences shame will feel or display it. Get, get me in the same way. So some people, baby, your heart be racing. You got tunnel vision. Don't even know. Just one way looking. Plagued by fears, time slows down. You don't even think, oh Lord, is this gonna ever come? You know, come to a head. Unsatisfying relationships, we get in mess that you know we're so ashamed of how they treated us. You get defensive, angry, in denial. We make choices that prevent us from living fully and vibrantly. Poor life functions, y'all. Feeling unworthy, lacking of the ability. You know, so there, there's a lot of things. So we want to um, be able to uh, 
deal with that. We want to be able to come from that, you know. So we want to be able to to develop. Uh, you know, there is a sense of healthy guilt and shame too. So it, it helps us develop that strong moral compass and guide our actions and put that in alignment with our values. But again, that unhealthy part is the one that's paralyzing, that's toxic, that lead to these self-destructive behaviors and, and mental health issues. And so that's why I said last week, don't judge people. You don't know where they are in their life. You don't know what they've been through. And oh, if you come out of yours with your little goody two-shoe self, bless your little heart, reach back and pull somebody else up. Stop acting like you have arrived. You still got some old issues you dealing with, with yourself, right yourself. Um... But, you know, self-compassion, that's the most important strategy you can have for people. Cultivate cultivate that self-compassion. And, and that involves acknowledging and, and accepting our imperfections without judgment, y'all. It means treating ourselves with the same kindness, that same understanding and forgiveness that we would offer to a friend. So that will allow us to recognize that making mistakes is a natural part of being human. And that we have a capacity to grow, to learn, and to make amends in this life. So we want to be able to do those things and, and practice these things so that we can be our best. And, you know, same thing with forgiveness. Forgive yourself. Let go of those negative emotions, y'all, that are associated with, with it. Uh, but it takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. And what they say, uh, which I don't know where that comes from, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? I don't think I want to eat no elephant, but that's a big joker. So that just lets us know it's going to take time. So it's going to take a while sometimes. And guess what? These things didn't happen overnight. If you're 30, 40, or 50, you heard me say, look how long it took to develop. You think it's just going to disappear? It's not. But if we do some self-reflection, identify those patterns, recurring situations that trigger these things in us. It can help us to recognize it. And then we could build these strategies that we'll talk about to help us effectively manage and respond to this stuff in a healthier way. And that's the whole thing. Set boundaries, you know, seek support, self-care practices and things like that. So, and not forget the importance of learning from our mistakes. So, you know, some people you know, will allow these things to deeply uh, get so deeply ingrained in us that we run from the world. We run from the things of what God has for us. And, and then you feel shame. And then you don't want to even face God to go, Lord, I, you know, I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be this way. Lord, these things shouldn't be in my life. But God, if you're sick, you go to a doctor. You get what I'm saying? Those that are not sick don't need a physician. But when you got these issues, you don't run from God. You run to God. We pray. We ask God to get these things done. So we want to be able to be mindful. So let's let's see. Ten tips to stop feeling guilty. And, and sometimes once you understand why you feel guilty, the next step is to figure out how to manage it. So uh, acknowledge that it exists. That's the first thing. Let's acknowledge. Sometimes guilt can remain hidden underneath other symptoms like anxiety, sleeplessness. We don't even realize what it is because, again, we are treating the symptoms. Anxiety and the sleeplessness comes from the guilt, y'all. You don't just have anxiety because you have anxiety. You have anxiety for a reason. And that makes it challenging to determine what's really bothering you. So if you can identify that as the root cause, 
of the challenges, then you can clarify the situation and then help figure out the next step that you need to take. What brought that guilt on? What caused that? What did someone say to me? How do I feel? What am I dealing with from the past that I have not acknowledged? You can't heal what you won't confront. You will never be better if we're not trying to identify the things that's causing this. There's a reason you feel guilty. There's a reason you feel ashamed. Eliminate that negative self-talk. What did I say? It's the power of your words, the things that we say. So guilt can, though it can be uh, an initi uh, initiative of, of what we got going on, it can also cause you to associate your behavior with who you are as a person. So then you begin to say things like, I'm a bad person. No, you're not bad. You just had some bad things happen in your life and just different ways of dealing with it. And it made you feel bad about it. I'm not a bad person. I just may feel bad about what I did. So you got to remember that although the behavior may have been less than ideal, it don't define who you are. My history is not my destiny. None of that mess is going to define where God has taken me. Oh, the devil is a lie again. It, it happened. I'm going to deal with that thing. Lord, I'm going to be your best because, again, my competition is not social media. My competition is not looking at the girl that's over to the side because she goes to the gym and she work out and she got banging abs and all of this. Girl, I'm still the bomb. I could get up every morning and say, good morning, gorgeous. I, I ain't got time for that. Life is too short to have to deal with things like that. So we got to find out why, if there is a reason to feel guilty. And so sometimes that stuff can be unwarranted because the person... Uh, Involved has moved on from the incident. And these people are already forgiven you. What they say, unforgiveness, that's a prison that you live in. It's like uh, you drinking poison, hoping the other person die. So think about the person um, uh, asking that person how they really feel. You might be surprised to find out you've been carrying guilt for no reason. Something you think you did to somebody and they ain't even worried about it. And you just sitting over here, Lord, oh, 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 child. So you, you... When you feel guilty, though, we we forget the positive things that we do. So, you know, make a list of all the acts of kindness, you know, if you if you need to do that. And realize it's okay to have needs, y'all. Guilt is often rooted in worries that you're selfish with your time, your money, energy. No, you set boundaries. That's why I, I think I already, you know, um, and, and remember that. So you also have need and your needs are equally as valid as anybody else's. So establish your boundaries. And so guilt can result from unclear boundaries. For example, let's see, you may feel guilty when you're trying, uh, you want to communicate your needs to somebody else. Or, or you feel guilt pains when you don't uh, do what others ask you to do. You know, it's okay. I, I can't do everything every time that you need me to do, you know. So make your expectations clear to people. Establish what you will accept and what you won't accept. The guilt comes in. You really don't want to do it, but you're doing it. You feel guilty because then you can't say no because you got these things. Put some boundaries. Uh, not today. Girl, not today. I'm tired. I, uh, uh, girl, I didn't had a long week. I ain't going to be able to do it, sis. No, we ain't going to be able to go hang out. Girl, I'm, I, I I got some stuff on my mind. Girl, I got some things to do. The devil is a lot. Make amends, y'all. Sometimes the presence of guilt can indicate your need to apologize for some behavior. It's a call to action, so to speak. You know, we, we you know at the end we used to do calls of action, uh, a call to action to do something. You know, so make these amendments. Um, 
And if you can't make amendments, maybe it's because they passed away, journal, write something about it. You know, even if they've gotten away and then throw it away, you know, rip it up, burn it. That's that, that, that's that thing of letting go, release, release, you know, understand what you can control. Y'all, it might be beneficial to examine, uh, what you can and what you can't manage, you know. Suppose you feel responsible for something that happened years ago. It might be helpful to point out and focus on determining what you can do now to help that situation. Don't live in the past. The past is behind us. Today is today. It's a gift. It's a present. This is the present. You know, the future is uncertain. You know, so if nothing can change the situation, bear in mind that holding on to guilt ain't going to do nothing different either. So we got to try to have some compassion. Give yourself uh, uh, forgiveness, you know. Forgive you. Some things are unchangeable, and that's okay. And we got to address those mental challenges. If mental health conditions or past trauma playing a role in your guilt, might be a good good idea to talk to a mental health professional, y'all. It's okay to get help. We don't know it all. You know, and some things, you know, uh, how the Bible says, some things only come out with prayer and fasting. Let's get a prayer and, and fast and ask God to uh, uh, reveal those things to you. Lord, where am I at? What's going on with me? Why am I feeling this way? Lord, reveal those things to me in my past that I need to let go of, that I need to be forgiven of or forgive others for. Lord, whatever's hindering me. Or you can go to a mental health profession, you know, and that's okay too. And they can work with you to identify the areas where you might need help and offer strategies to help you manage that. There's some things we, we can't, just some things some people can't do on their own. You know, when my sister died, I had to go to uh, see somebody. You know, my mother passed. Then four years later, my sister passed. But, you know, your siblings are like your ride or die. We all wish your parents get hit by the Mack truck. At least I did. Y'all don't judge me. You know, when they beat you, you be like, I wish you get hit by a truck. But, but those are the ones you plot with. And so when I lost my sister, that was a hard thing for me. And so I had to go see somebody. Um, because I, I, I needed that. I, I just didn't understand at such a young age. You know, of course, I was 39 when my mom passed. And... Um, 43 when my sister passed um and that's been what 12 13 years ago but my thing is you don't expect that boy that hits you like a ton of bricks and you just be like what wait you know so there are some things we can't even make heads or tails of some things we can't even understand even in our own strength like lord so i i had to go see somebody you know to get get me past that hump so uh remember Lastly, we all make mistakes. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you learn, you grow. What I said, we don't win or lose. We win and we learn. So one of the two, I either want it or I learn from it. Lord, show me the lesson. Lord, help me that I can see the lesson in it. I don't want to stay stuck in this thing. I don't want to be here again. Lord, help me to see what I did wrong and acknowledge that perfection doesn't exist. If you hold yourself to a high standard, guess what? Even the slightest infraction going to leave you guilt-ridden. If you don't accomplish what you thought, you know, hey, it's okay. So, you know, these things require y'all self-reflection. Identify where the remorse is coming from, why you feeling it. Um, if, if you've experienced some misplaced guilt, some toxic guilt, or regret from something you've done. So whether it's justified or not, Remember that you are human. We make mistakes. And so we want to just be reminded that these are natural emotions. 
um, that we all experience at some point in our lives, it's important to approach them with compassion and understanding and in the attention to learn and grow, uh, refrain um, from just you know, thinking yourself as a bad person, we're going to practice some self-compassion, rethink and reframe our thoughts, seek support, forgive, forgive others and ourselves, engage in that self-reflection, y'all, prioritize self-care, take care of you, because if you don't take care of you, who will? If I fall, who got me? I'm single, see? So if I fall, who got me? I got to get it together and hold it together. And I thank God for Jesus that my God is so much bigger than my problems. We don't have problems. We just tell them, you know how big my God is. And when somebody tell me to cast your cares on, you think I'm going to carry this mess around looking like the humpback of Notre Dame. I am not the humpback of Notre Dame. I am not going to be sitting here carrying this big lump on my back. Just get you a backpack and put some bricks in there. Every time you feel problems and the guilt, shame, put a brick in there and keep walking. Put a brick in there and keep walking. Put another brick in there and keep walking. Shoot. In a little while, you ain't going to be able to move. You ain't going to be able to walk. So you use that analogy. But get some bricks. Go to the store like you're about to go build a flower bed or make that yard pretty, pretty. And buy you about 20 bricks. And every time you feel guilt or shame from something, remorse from something, put a brick in your backpack and keep walking. Walk around that yard. Walk to the end of that driveway and back. And that lets you know how your life is filled, how burned down you are, how heavy. Things can be so heavy. It's like weight. Go to the gym, put 100 pounds on there, knowing your little thin tail can't live but 20. And try that. Let me know what that back do. I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all, I'm just saying. But it's, you know, it takes time. And I thank God for Jesus for growth. I thank God for Jesus for just being the head of my life. And, and you know, I always say, Lord, I'm the head and not to tell above and not beneath. I just know that um, there is uh, there is freedom in, in knowing who you are and whose you are. There's freedom in Christ. Um, so no matter your mistakes, y'all, God hears your prayers of repentance. You are a child of God, whatever you've done. Just remember, God longs to forgive you and replace that guilt and shame with his love. You don't need to uh, memorize or recite a prayer to repent. Just tell God what's in your heart, y'all, as you face your mistakes and work on fixing them. And then turn to him and he'll hear you. Y'all gotta know, y'all remember now, when you listen to this podcast, I am a believer. And so you're gonna always get a word. Um, So we gotta begin a journey, y'all, healing and repentance, you know, so that we can understand God's plan for us and how he makes the sacrifice to make it possible for us to move forward. So Isaiah 54 and 4 says, fear not, for you will not be ashamed, be not confounded, for you will not be disgraced, for you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood, you will remember no more. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of what? Escape that you may be able to endure it. So you just know that God got you, that there's nothing that's not uncommon to man. Again, baby, if they ain't, if they say they ain't experienced it, you know they lying. They'll go sit your little tail down somewhere. You know you lying. You just got shamed the other day. You lying. 
So you have to be mindful of, you know, vet these things, vet these people, vet the people around me. Show you your phone. Show me your phone. I'm going to show you your life. Show me what you hang out with and I'm going to show you why you feel guilty, why you feel ashamed. Show me that old busted up friend that always got some negative to say, girl, release her. Just because they've been friends with you 20 years don't mean they can go with you. That's why but the door is only fit for one person. Stop trying to take people with you somewhere that still got you jacked up um, and, and throwed off, you know, that you don't feel worthy, you know. And some people, you got to be remembering that everybody ain't clapping for you. Some of them clapping because you're in these situations. They happy because they, they hadn't been freed. And so they don't want you free. So you just got to be mindful of the company you keep. Be mindful of who you share your things and ideas with. Because some folks are so negative, girl. You That's the way. Put them in your backpack and try to carry their big tail. <laughs> you gonna, you going to be in the hospital. You ain't going to walk because you ain't going to get two steps with that big tail on your back. Some things are just a big burden. And when you release people, sometimes all of it moves. You don't even know. The people that ride that and that's all they think about, all they talk about, mess, gossip, guilt, you know, and want you to feel guilty about what you did. Pick the right kind of friends in your life. Ask God to show and reveal those things that keep you guilt and written. Ask God to reveal the guilt and shame in you so that you can deal with it and ask him to move it from you. Ask him that you'll be able to forgive yourself. For the things that you've done in the past. Oh, I've done some things. There's a lot of things I'm not ashamed. Uh, uh, I feel good about that I did, but I did them. And I don't want you to think I don't feel remorse for it. But my thing is, if God forgives me, I forgive myself. So I only have one to answer to when it comes to forgiveness. And I know he's forgiven me and thrown it away to the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember my sins again. So why you think I'm sitting here with it? You can look at me crazy if you want to, but baby, release is the best thing. Freedom is the best thing. Relationship with God is the best thing. If you only can contend with the things of the world, when you go into a deep depression, what, what do you have to look forward to? Where's your hope? Where's the hope? So what am I hoping for when I don't have hope at all? If I don't have faith, if I don't believe, if I don't have anybody to turn to, if I don't have a, a God that can, you know, deal with somebody bigger than me, what does the word say? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So if I don't have any hope, if I don't have anything, faith gives us the assurance by bringing us some of the substance of what we're hoping for. So faith isn't just believing that I will, faith does that. I know that I'm going to be healed. I know that I'm going to be better. I know that I'm free from this guilt and shame. Lord, I know and I thank you and I trust you that this ain't my expected end. I know there's more for me. I did that, but you got better. I did that, but that's for somebody else. Sometimes your mess is for somebody else. Well, why did you allow me to go through it? So you can learn, daughter. And there are some things we'll never know on this side of heaven. But just know that you're well, that he got you, that he loves you, and that you're not alone, that you're not the only one that's been through these things. So get back to Christ. Don't forsake the ecclesia because you got some guilt and shame that you're written. Baby, the church is for sick folks, and some of these holy rollers are so good, you're looking down on people when they come in there. Sometimes we the only Bible people will ever read. Make sure they're reading a good chapter, a good thing. 
Cause you so, you know, sometimes y'all can be so indignant. Y'all just don't even, you know, you look down on people. They don't even want to come back. Knowing you still got hell in your life. Knowing you still low key jacked up. Knowing you low key still bound. Oh, but God. So I hope this helped you. I hope this, <laughs> this episode helped you because it helps me even in saying that. So remember handling guilt and shame y'all is a journey. And with patience, self-compassion, and strategies we discuss, you can navigate through this. And you can come out stronger, better. And I hope y'all found this informative. Share it with a friend, somebody that's going through, somebody that's dealing with some guilt, some shame that they don't feel like they can come up for water. Girl, get out that water. That's for fish, not for us. So uh, you're going to be better. And if it's something you want to hear, y'all, you know, to hit us up at sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com, sistersyouhavevalue at gmail.com. And remember, you are valued, you are worthy, you are amazing, you are awesome, you will do great and mighty things regardless of your past. You have no reason to feel guilt or shame anymore. God has forgiven you. He did that way back on Calvary's cross. It's already done. Stop letting the devil mess you up. Stop letting the devil keep you bound. You better go somewhere with me because who? <laughs> I did not come to play. I came to slay him. Baby, we're not going to play. Y'all are good. Y'all are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And just know greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we got this. You got this. You can do this. And until next Friday, y'all be blessed. Have a good time. Have a good evening. Love you. Bye.